0: Hey there, hope you're doing well. My name is Lucky and this is the Coastward Football Podcast. It's the show where we talk all things across the A-League men's competition as well. as so my team, Central Coast Mariners, coming to you today from a little bit of a different setting to what we usually used to um, here on the Watch Football Podcast, but still here to talk about uh, a number of issues surrounding the competition at the moment, because there are a number of things uh, that need to be discussed. And this is what the podcast is for. It's a bit more of, a, of the long form content. If you're familiar with the Watch Football YouTube channel, of course, We've got the round reviews and previews uh, that are happening and this podcast is nice as i always say just just sit down slow things down a little bit and uh, of course hope you guys have had a wonderful uh, holiday period Christmas period Uh, if you're having a break from work or school uh, hope it's gone well so far and hope you're staying safe and healthy because because of course the pandemic isn't helping things at the moment Uh, I mean of course it's not helping anyone and it's certainly not helping the A-League men's competition from this past round round six in the A-League men's competition four out of the six games were postponed and we spoke about it in the round six review that was uploaded yesterday on, 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 on the past Monday uh we you know, we talked about the two games that did happen, happened to just coincidentally be played at the exact same time, uh, and all other games were postponed, unfortunately. So the big news is there's only three teams, there's only three clubs now in the A-League Men's Competition that have been unaffected by COVID at this stage that haven't reported positive COVID cases, from what we know. Um, that could change at the time of recording this, that could change, because honestly, the, the way it's going at the moment it's like we're operating by like a day by day even hour by hour basis like the Central Coast Mariners against Wellington Phoenix game which I was of course going to at Central Coast Stadium uh, yesterday I was for the 27th of December Monday Afternoon. It was called off. It was around 12 30 p.m. when Mariners made the post online that uh, the the game was called off. So, you know, just just barely three and a half hours before kickoff. So we're you know we're sort of acting on our feet a little bit in terms of what's happening, but adapting to the situation, of course. And of course, there was even even some FFA Cup games. I think it was what three FFA Cup games scheduled for last Wednesday, um, just before Christmas, and all all three of those postponed as well. So. It's, it's not helping the scheduling as well, considering that there has been, you know, these, these cup games have basically been happening every single, you know, during midweek for basically every week for the past month or so now. So um, it's hectic stuff trying to get the scheduling in as well, but hopefully everything gets sorted. The good thing is, is we do have time and that, it's not like there are necessarily you know heaps and heaps of games stacked up if you think you know I know a lot of you guys listen to the podcast you know for the Premier League and it's a bit more hectic over there because they've got other competitions you know European competitions to to, to handle and, and stuff as well so uh slightly easy, I guess, to, to shuffle things around, but let's jump into some questions right now. This, uh, this podcast, uh, we've got some great questions coming in, um, and I'll be answering, answering them uh, throughout this uh, episode. And Of course, these have been sent in over Instagram stories or on uh, the community post on, on YouTube, um, which, which I shoot up the day before the podcast around, around Monday, Sunday-ish. And uh, let's jump into these right now. And uh, of course, we do have a lot of questions coming in uh, regarding uh, regarding the COVID situation. And some people asking should the competition be postponed until uh, it is controlled. We've got um, another one here from from uh, Evan who uh, who says the A League needs to go into a bubble. And look, there's it's it's tricky. And and honestly, it's, it's I feel like we're still at an early stage with this current sort of. Uh, outbreak, I want to say. And I do want to preface this as well by saying I'm of course, uh, goes without saying that I'm by no means an expert, and I, this is coming from the opinion of just a football fan. So, so you know, uh, just want to preface uh, whatever I say by saying that. So, um, look, the bottom line is, and this goes out with, without saying as well, is that we of course all want to see football matches happen. Um, you know, it contributes to our to our mental well being, to our mental health. It can, you know, it's 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 something that we look forward to, and for me personally, I you know. To see my Central Coast Mariners play every weekend, it's a highlight of the week for me, every single week. And, um, you know, when the game was postponed, I was really bummed. I was really bummed out yesterday because I was looking forward to the game and, um, you know, looking forward to what would have been a third consecutive home win for the Central Coast Mariners, potentially. So, should it be postponed? Look, I i don't think they will i don't think they will obviously it feels like ages ago since was it two seasons ago where of course we had the big break that was sort of the initial when you know the pandemic initially started and we sort of went on a break for what was that two three months or something like that it feels like ages ago now it was it was a year and a half ago around about that and um it's crazy to think that we're sort of still discussing a similar thing uh it should be brought up that we saw in the NRL uh, last season, this past season in the NRL competition that they did do a bubble system. They shifted all the teams up to Queensland. And that, you know, from what I saw seemed to have seemed to work. They managed to get the competition happening. Um, and it's look, it's it's probably something that the people in charge of the competition have thought about. And I'm sure they do have contingencies. even though heading into this season, it looked pretty chill in terms of, you know, pandemic and, and and all that sort of stuff it looked like the league was going to be unaffected you know they pushed the kickoff back a few weeks uh just to make sure you know borders and everything make sure to get everything cool with that um and then you know the first few weeks of competition was like okay yeah, yeah yeah we're all good we're all good and then obviously this uh this recent outbreak and you know it sort of all come up and is is another issue again um i i think there is a possibility that we would go into a bubble and i wouldn't Mind it. I do think so much about the welfare of the players and the staff who have to spend so much time away from family and friends. And, you know, thoughts go out to the guys at Perth Glory who have had a really rough past month or so, I guess. Uh, they've been all over the place and, and I'm pretty sure they're back at Western Australia at the moment spending Christmas there. Um, Wellington Phoenix we know the sacrifice that they've made which is just incredible just to get this competition up and running Um, so look there's uh, but uh, uh, honestly I mean these guys are professionals at the end of the day as they say and to get the competition running that is maybe a possibility I wouldn't be surprised if we see it happening I think it's unlikely I think that's unlikely. I think they'll try and solder on at the moment. I think we will see more postponements as well. Just to answer some of those questions, there we will see more postponements at this current stage in round seven. There has been a couple of postponements, obviously that we know about previously. Perth Glory still, you know, have to get their stuff soldered out. But, you know, there's still a bunch of games happening in round seven in the A-League men's competition. You know, for example, my Central Coast Mariners play this coming Friday, New Year's Eve, uh, which, is, which is the biggest game on the calendar for Central Coast Mariners fans. It's generally the, most, uh, the best attended game as well um, in the calendar year for us. So, look, I think, look, simply fingers crossed that it all, that it's all good, it all goes ahead, everything's, everything runs smoothly, but the issue is we're seeing we've, we've had nine A-League men's teams in the past, what, what is maybe like two, three weeks that have had reported positive cases, and <laughs> you know, there's not much we can do about it, there's simply not much we can do about it, at the end of the day, it's, it's sort of out of our control, if these players are positive cases, what are we going to do, so look, as I said, Bottom line, we want these games to go ahead. We would love for these games to go ahead. If that means the teams go into a bubble situation, maybe moving as they did, um, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, shifting all the teams to New South Wales, which is probably seems like like the most likely um, option place to, to go to if they were to do a bubble. Um, maybe, maybe. I think time will tell, you know, in a week's time it might look completely different. Like, a week ago, I didn't expect myself to be here answering all these questions about, you know, going into bubbles and postponing games. Like it's really sort of exploded a little bit, you know, to see the three FFA cup games postponed last week, four out of six games postponed from this past weekend in the other men's competition. It is, uh, it's hectic stuff and it's look, it's worrying. And it's, and it's, and as fans, we should be concerned because it's like, uh, you know, is, is everything going to be okay? Like, is the competition, is this year's uh, season uh, in jeopardy? And, um, I'm, uh, as I mentioned, I think the guys in charge do have a plan, and 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 will have um, will have uh, contingencies, you know, in, in in plan to to make sure that everything goes ahead as planned. So, you know, the question: should we postpone the season? Should we suspend it? Um, you know, and, that, and that's that's another option. I don't think I've mentioned as well. You know, it, it, do we just take a break break for a couple? You know, two three weeks. Honestly, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Just to get, just to make sure that we don't have this thing of like every week just postponements, postponements here and there. Um, you know, I hate looking at the ladder and seeing teams that have played, you know, four, three games, six, seven games. It makes it every week with a ladder. It it's it's hard to judge because you know you're taking into account like, oh yeah, this team has three games in hand. Blah blah blah. That's what we're seeing in the Premier League at this current moment in time, where things are just all over the place, and it's tricky to get a gauge on things when when the ladder looks like that. So. That's all I'm going to say in terms of, um, you know, lockdowns and pandemics and uh, not lockdowns, but like in terms of postponing games and all that sort of stuff as well. Uh, Hey, let's talk about some football stuff as well. We've got a very simple question in here from, uh, I believe it's Brando here on Instagram, who asks, who's going to win the league? A very simple question, but a good question to ask at this current point in time. And I do have an answer for you. And I genuinely believe that the premiers, not the champions, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go premiers to start off with is going to be Melbourne Victory. Um, seeing them defeat West Virginia United, uh, you know, wasn't the easiest game for Melbourne Victory, but you know, to get a gritty three-one win um, against the best defence in the competition was very impressive um, this past weekend. And the depth they have is 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 one of their biggest traits. Um, they've got a fantastic coach who has got them clicking. You know, from day one, it's it's, it's been working for them. Um, obviously, they slipped against Perth Glory, losing three 0 at home. I think that'll just be a small blip on the on the radar, as they say. You know, like uh, I, I think that'll be a small um, result in the context of things in Melbourne Victory season. I just see them; they're playing with such confidence. The likes of Jake Brimmer, Berlante, uh Margiota settling in really well and just growing with confidence each game. You know, and then you've got the danger, the danger men: Falami, Rojas, Economides, uh, Valupele coming off the bench. I mean. And in defense, I haven't even mentioned the defenders, Jason Gary getting his first goal on the weekend, Miranda, Hamill, Spiranovic, Broxham's experience, J- Davidson. This is a team that that I, I believe will win the competition this season. I, I genuinely believe that. There's no other teams that I'm that confident in winning the competition besides Melbourne Victory. Will they win the championship? So Now, I'm just saying Premier sure. think I think I've got the, the team to go the, the length of the season, the, the regular season. But do they have the team to... Uh, To defeat maybe a Melbourne City in a a semi-final or even a grand final. Imagine a Melbourne Derby grand final. I'm going to say yes, but I'm not fully convinced just yet. You know, I think Melbourne City will will bounce back and will be up there as well. Um, Sydney FC are building some good form at the moment as well. Um, obviously, Western and MacArthur both made positive starts to the season and hopefully my Central Coast Mariners can be up and around there as well. So at the moment, I'm, uh, I'm back in Melbourne victory. Um, speaking of Sydney FC, actually, we've got a question here from Flynn on Instagram who asks, have Sydney FC turned the ship and are they moving back towards the top of the ladder? It's really funny because literally two weeks ago, I was getting questions. We did another Q&A episode of the podcast, and I was getting questions about, should could be sacked? You know, Sydney FC, are they done? Are they over? Um, and now, it's, and now it's, it's looking the other way up to two consecutive wins, a 2-1 win against Wellington Phoenix at home last week, and then a big 3-0 win against MacArthur FC, which was an impressive result against a team, a bullside, who has been very impressive so far this season and the, and it's been the young guys that have been getting it done you know Bahajia Patrick Wood but Max Burgess was fantastic on the weekend as well uh, Patrick Yazbek coming into midfield I think has been a masterstroke for Steve Clarke's side um, so are they moving back towards the top of the ladder? I'm not convinced that they're going to finish top two this year. I think, uh, I think the slow start will hurt them. And I think it would take a lot for them to finish towards the top, especially again, you know, we, we all know about the injury to Luke Bratton. Costa Barbaroos is still out for another few, for a few more weeks. Um, I think the likes of Melbourne city, West in United, um, might, might jump ahead of them. Might, uh, those three Victorian sides just look so good at the moment. Um, I think they will. They, they'll definitely finish top six. Sydney FC will finish top six. They have to. Um, probably top. Probably top four. Probably top four. I'm, I'm looking at third or fourth for Sydney FC at the moment. Um, but it's looking good. It's looking good. They're looking like they're getting back to winning ways. Getting back to playing with confidence. Um, you know, we've seen as a Mariners fan, I know what it's like bringing in young players and injecting that youth and seeing it work. And it's good to see Corica's doing that now. You know, they were without Ninkovic Lafondra brought in these young guys and it worked. So the fascinating thing for, for the Sky Blues is in their next games, you know, in a few weeks' time when they have, you know, a fully fit squad almost, um, bar the injury to Luke Bratton, does does Korica opt for Max Burgess over Milos Ninkovic? You know, does Patrick Wood start over Lafondra? I don't know about that, but you know what I mean, right? Like he's, he's got some, some decisions to make and those decisions could impact the way they go, the, how they go this season. So, headaches for Steve Corica, but good headaches for them. And they are playing well um, at the moment. Uh, That was a good win on the weekend as well. So, yes, they will be towards the top of the table. Uh, Not the top. I don't think they make a push uh, for the top this season for me. But... You know we've got to we've got to appreciate how they how they're playing at the moment. Uh, we've got a question here from David on Instagram. Thoughts on Western Sydney Wanderers appointing Gary Van Egmond as assistant coach? And I've already seen a bit of vanda a bit of banter, slander online uh, about about a, yet another Newcastle Jets related uh, a signing at Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, if, if you if you if you're not familiar, of course, Carl Robinson joining the Wanderers uh, from Newcastle Jets and uh, numerous players when it comes to, you know, Jimi- Dimitri Petrados, Johnny Katrumba, Steven Uh The names go on and on. And, of course, players have gone the other way as well to Western Sydney Wanderers. So, um, look, it, it's an interesting signing. And, and from what we've heard, he's, he's going to come in as sort of an, an assistant, you know, another one of the coaches to help out, the likes of Carl Robinson and Lebanon Hel- Heliti at, uh, at Western Sydney Wanderers. And it, <laughs> it's... I, I almost wonder if if this is maybe a slow fade-out of Carl Robinson as head coach, you know. Maybe they'll slowly transition him out and slowly bring Van Egmont in. That's just pure speculation. But it, it is a fascinating one to me, and, it's, and I wonder how that's going to play out, having those, you know, the likes of, you know, Robinson, Haliti, Van Egmont. Are they going to be able to gel together? You know, is this something, you know, that that Robinson has been involved with. Was he part of the planning to bring in Van Egmont for the support? Um, but obviously um, it, it's good to see that they, they have made some sort of move. Um, it's probably not the move that Wanderers fans would have wanted to have seen. They probably would, you know, they want to see the back of Carl Robinson to be honest at the moment um, with the way that they've been performing, but it's a fascinating one. I'm interested to see how it plays out. But yeah, let's keep an eye on it. As I mentioned there, maybe this is a slow transition out for Carl Robinson and a transition in uh, for the era of Van Egmont at Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, but uh, yes, yet another uh, Newcastle Jets appointment. Um, we've got a very simple question in here. Mariners relay question in here from Dylan on Instagram. Cy Goddard or Mateus Moresh? Uh both guys have actually made a really good start to their life is, uh, life is, uh, on the such coast and both have been been starting and, and have been playing some regular football and and uh are looking fit are uh, fit and fresh uh if i had to pick one who i've been more impressed with it's close cuz both have actually had good games Cy played well on uh you know the mariners uh last Men's game against the wanderers um Maresh had a fantastic game against sydney fc in that 2-0 win at home and I would probably say Cy Goddard. I think the he's he's just such a dynamic player. Um, you know, he he's not afraid to take on players, and he's got a fantastic corner delivery, fantastic cross through of the ball. He's two fantastically two footed. Um, I I don't know another player in the competition who is better with two feet. And when it comes to Cy Goddard, we we've seen him play, you know, inch perfect switches of the play, you know, long balls with both feet. We've seen it with both feet so far this season on numerous occasions. Um, so I'd probably pick Cy Goddard. I think he's, you know, he brings a, a different dynamic to this team. He, he's a he's sort of player that we were lacking. And when you look at the squad from last year, I don't know if we had that sort of play. Maybe the player who's most similar to him was maybe Danny De Silva, uh, but yeah, I really like it and fantastic for him to get his first Mariners goal against the West Sydney Wanderers the other day. Uh, but just on Matthias Maresch I'm so ex- excited to see what he does this competition. Um, hopefully, he does get his first A-League men's goal because, of course, that goal against Sydney FC was, uh, was ruled as an as own goal. Um, but he has gotten the score sheet a couple times in the FFA Cup, which is fantastic for him. So... Um, both have been fantastic. Uh, yeah, um, we've got some more questions coming in here from uh, on on YouTube. This one comes in from Charles on YouTube. Thanks for the question, mate. Uh, can the Wanderers with all the talent across the park turn their season upside down? And even with a new coach, when will Carl Robinson be sacked? So, a couple of questions there. Um, I'll answer the one in terms of their talent on the park. Can they, with the talent on the park that they have at the moment, can Western Sydney Wanderers turn the season around? The answer is a resounding yes. Because, look, also, uh, my opinion stands is from what it was entering this preseason. This is the best Wanderers squad we've seen in maybe five years. Uh, with the names that they have, Terry Antonis, Dimitri Petratas, Hamed, uh, Kajira Ogawa has showed promise. Um, you know, in defence, Reese Williams. Uh, Mejia, their keeper, has, has, has looked good as well. So, on paper, it's a fantastic squad. And that's the big problem at the moment for the Western Sydney Wanderers. They have such a good team. They've got the players there. They just don't have the coach. They don't have the leadership to 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 get these. They don't have the cohesion at the moment to, to, to get the performances and get the results that they need, that this team should be getting. Because that's the thing. This team should be finishing high. This team should be in, the t- in and around the top six. And they just haven't been cracking it yet. One win so far in the A-League Men's competition, knocked out of the FFA Cup against NPL side, Apia Leichhardt. So yes, they can turn it around, but it's an interesting uh, point you raised there, from Charles. Uh, do they even with a new coach? You know, is 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 bringing in a new coach at this stage the answer for Sydney Wanderers? And uh, obviously, I just touched on Gary Van Egmond before. Gary Van Egmond is a good coach and has had A League success in the past. Won the championship with Newcastle Jets back in two thousand and eight. No one knows at the end of the day if a coach is going to come in and turn a team around. Having said that, we did know that Tony Popovich going to Melbourne victory was a good move and he was able to turn that team around. But there's only a few coaches that would be able to come in and do a successful job and those are the likes of Tony Popovich, Graham Arnold, uh, you know, Ange Postacoglu. So I don't know if there's another coach out there at the moment that's available and willing to come to Western Sydney who are going to turn this team around. Um, that being said, Wanderers fans would probably argue that you know anything would be better than Carl Robinson at the moment, and they're probably right. You know, the, it probably is at the point now where they should try something new, and you know, may, it'll be interesting to see, as I mentioned, what Gary Van Egmond will bring to the side. Maybe there's a different sort of uh, coaching style or different sort of you know elements that he'll bring to uh, to this side. So, when will Carl Robinson get sacked? Is, is the third part of that question from Charles? Um, Look, I said, uh, I, I've been of the, of the opinion now, after they lost to the Mariners 2-0, um, what was it, 10 days ago now, after losing to the Mariners, uh, if they had lost, the, of course, the game against the Jets was postponed, but I, I, I was of the opinion that if they had lost that, like uh, like a solid loss, like a 2-3, 4-0 loss, not by like one goal, but like a multiple goal uh, conceding loss, um, I wouldn't have been surprised to see Robinson go. Um, so I, I think maybe he's got, but, but you know, and we know all about the off field issues at the Wanderers at the moment, I think it might be maybe another like three or four games. I think if they don't pick up a win for another three or four games, he, he has to go. He, he definitely has to go. Right. It, you know, whether they, whether they make that decision, you know, who knows, but he they should go because time will run out very quickly, especially in a very competitive A-League season that we're seeing at the moment where, you know, teams are looking really good at the top of the table at the moment. And uh, man, if Western Sydney Wanderers if Western Sydney Wanderers fail to make the top six this year again with this fantastic side and you know they tried to implement this this new style of football, they're playing with a 4-2-3 on formation. If they don't make the top six, I don't know what they're gonna do. They need just a complete revolution at the club, you know, from top to bottom. And again, you know, Wanderers fans, you know, I'm not a Wanderers fan, so you know, I'm just speaking from the outside, but uh yeah, I mean that's just what it looks like for me. This this is a side who had so much success in the early years and need to be up there and competing, especially with the team that they have at the moment. Hey, we've got an interesting question here from uh, Santiago on YouTube, um, and and this is uh, this is one we could probably unpack for a while. I'll, I'll, I won't ramble on for too long, but when is Australian football reaching its peak? Is it going to be in the next few years? Um, and there's probably like some. There's probably this is a multifaceted question that we could. As I mentioned, dive into it for a while, but reaching its peak, I guess it, de- it depends on what we define as peak. Reaching its peak, um I, I don't think it's within the next few years. No, um, I, I, I don't want to say peak because that maybe suggests that there's a point in time where we're gonna it's gonna be fantastic and then it's gonna drop down again. Some people might might suggest that maybe we hit the alec hit its peak, uh, maybe around you know. 2012, 13, 14, 15, around those times where, you know, West Sydney Wanderers came to the competition and were doing really well. That active support was looking really well, really good off the field as well. Um, when will it hit its peak? I think maybe it's still another like 5, 10, 15 years off until this competition is really solid in its foundations, has a solid, uh, has a good variety of teams from different locations. I think we need to get to the point where we get to the point where we have you know sixteen teams um, that are all secure and and safe when it comes to you know financial things and and uh, you know yeah off the field stuff on the field stuff as well of course but I think um, I, th- I think it absolutely has the potential and we all we want to see as football fans is to see the the competition grow here in Australia and just keep keep on improving and I think it will get the, as I mentioned I think maybe it's hard to say but maybe another 5-10 years I don't think it's something that we'll see in a couple of years time and yeah I don't I don't want to use the term peak but I just want to say maybe uh, not I, look it's going to be hard for us to get in line with the likes of the AFL the NRL sort of the big competitions in Australia the big domestic sporting competitions in Australia but I, and I don't think we should be aiming to to sort of get up there or maybe like knock one of those guys off it's, it's simply not going to happen Um but we have to sort of find our place in the market where we can, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say. I, we have to embrace what I've always been about when it comes to the ALE competition is we have to embrace what makes us unique, you know. People should be going to, you know, casual fans should be going to an ALE game and it, I want it to feel really different to any other sporting competition in Australia, you know. And that means, you know, pushing more into active support, you know. We need to see more, more, more support thrown, to, to, to the active fans because uh, that's that's a good example of what makes a- uh, the atmosphere in an A-League game um, unique. We need to be backing them more and uh, we need to be encouraging, uh, encouraging other fans and everything rather than, you know, I know of course there's all, all sorts of memes and stuff and that's always great fun and the banter's great around the A-League but at the same time, I do want to get, we should be treating it with more, in a more professional approach, you know what I mean, in taking it more seriously if you will. Not that we aren't at the moment, but, you know, rather than treating it like, oh, yeah, the A-League's on, like, you know, taking – I don't I don't want to bring up the whole Euro snob thing and I'm not going to get into that Um, and, and, you know, respect if you want to follow European football, like whatever. Um, But, you know, I, I feel like we see people like taking, you know, obviously so many followers as I mentioned earlier of, of the Premier League and in European leagues, but I feel like I get the sense that when it comes to the A-Competitions, it's a bit of like – it's almost like just like a bit of fun or a bit of, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a bit of nothing. And I, I'd love to get to the point where we can speak teams, people can be following their A-League clubs as if it is a Premier League team that they've been following, you know, since they've been a kid. Um, and I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing a generation now of, of kids who are coming up who have grown up with these teams. And I, I, I mean, me personally, I like to think I'm a representation of that. You know, if, if you, if you're a long time listener of the, of the, of the podcast, I've said it a few times before, uh, Mariners, my team, Central Coast Mariners, my local team came into existence when I was nine years old, you know, when I didn't have a team, I wasn't really, fo- I wasn't following anyone in the premier league. I, I didn't really know much about world football, to be honest, knew about the soccer ruse. That was about it. And then a team in my area here on the central coast, uh, came up and started following them when I was nine years old and, And, you know, here I am now, I'm 25 years old, you know, talking to you here on the internet, and uh, and so passionate about it. And this is just sort of the first generation, the first wave of these A-League fans. So, we are going to see over the next few decades, it's just going to keep growing and growing, and I'm so optimistic about the future of the league. So, does that answer your question? I don't know. But, you know, obviously, as, as you get the sense there, it's something that we can go into quite a lot. And if you've got any, any opinions on that, we'd love to hear from you guys as well. So if you want to jump down in, into the comments or you can hit me up with a DM. Um, it is a fa- fascinating debate in terms of uh, not simply when is Australian football reaching its peak, but like, I guess that just, you know, ties into where does it fit into the sporting landscape here in Australia as well. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's something that, that, that a lot of people bring up and it's something that gets brought up, I feel like, every single year as well. Um, hey, let's answer, we'll do, we'll do one more question here as well uh, to finish off. Uh, another one here from Evan on Instagram. Sydney FC. Well, it's r- not rather a question, but it's rather a statement. Sydney FC need to persist with the youngsters. Well, this actually, yeah, does tie in with what I've talked about before in regards to Sydney FC and, uh, and their performances at the moment. And I would agree with you. I would agree with you, Evan. I think they do need to persist with the youngsters. And as I mentioned before, as a Such Coast Mariners fan, I know what it's like to see um, the young players implemented into the, into the side and it work. And it's working so well right now at the Mariners. Um, you know, so many young guys getting, especially on the score sheet in our FFA Cup game against Uppia Leichhardt last week. Um, so, yes. Yes, I think Patrick Yazbek coming to the side is fantastic, allows Caceres to play further up the field, which has been a good move for Sydney FC. And um, Patrick Wood. Patrick Wood is a player that I'm really excited about. Um, yeah, I think Sydney FC fans should be really hyped for because he's the kind of player that, that is just growing with confidence with each game. And it was good to see him grab another goal um, against Macarthur on the weekend as well. So... Yes, I agree. I think Sydney FC do need to persist with the youngsters, and as I mentioned, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. What Steve Gorica does with that, you know, in the in in the upcoming games when the likes of Lafondra Ninkovic and Barbarous is coming back into uh, contention for selection. Um, but hey, guys, thanks so much for sending in those questions. Um, some really thought provoking ones as well. Uh, obviously, the big talking points at the moment surrounding the pandemic and postponements of the games. And uh, look, I, uh, of course, I let my thoughts known about it. We'd love to see the games go ahead um is is a bubble option you know is is that a potential is that a potential uh option for them to go for at the moment um potentially we'll have to wait and see (laughs) i just heard a potential seven times in the past 10 seconds um hey guys thanks so much for checking out this episode of the coastwood football podcast of course this podcast comes out every single tuesday on all podcast platforms that includes the likes of spotify uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also the full video episodes available on the Coastal Football YouTube channel. If you don't know, we do the round reviews every Monday, Podcast podcasting Tuesday, and the round previews every Thursday. So uh, join me here on Thursday on YouTube for the round seven elements preview. Hopefully we have as many games as possible going forward uh, have a fantastic week guys the next time you'll see me in a podcast episode it'll be in the year 2022 and uh, this wraps up of course I should mention it one year of doing Coastwood football podcast we started off uh, in my in my little bedroom at my old house um, doing doing uh, the podcast in uh, there was a very hot that was a, that was some very hot uh, summer days cramped up in that bedroom with a fan rolling you might have heard the fan in the background of some of those early podcasts. And uh, so great to see that there's a whole bunch of listeners and viewers of this podcast now. So I do appreciate it a lot. Thank you a lot. And of course, if you do enjoy this podcast, the best way to, to support is to hit like, you know, subscribe, give it a rating on a podcast platform. It does help out a lot and it helps the podcast grow and, and you know, really excited and, and stoked that you guys are part of this podcast family. And uh, yeah, awesome stuff. All right. Have a great uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Enjoy uh, that period. And I'll see you guys next week.